NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Paddy Hirsch. And today, it's Jobs Friday. always wanted to do that. I've been working at this company for years. I've never been able to do that, but at last I'm able to toot that horn. Yes, and a particularly good month to be doing it. In fact, a great month to be tooting the air horn. The economy added more than 350,000 jobs in January, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And that is great news. It is great news for all those people getting jobs. But maybe not such great news for the Federal Reserve, which, as we heard earlier this week, is still holding interest rates up there at five and a quarter to five and a half percent. That's not like it wants to keep rates that high. Of course, it wants to take the heat out of the economy. And of course, that includes the job market in order to keep a lid on inflation. But there are a few things getting in the Fed's way here when it comes down to slowing hiring. And one of them is a pretty unexpected factor. State and local governments, they have been hiring like crazy. Well, at least as crazy as municipalities can get anyway. (laughs) So on today's show, we'll look at why state and local government has been such a surprise boost to the labour market and why that might not be such a great indicator for the wider economy. That's coming up after the break. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the United States Postal Service. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping services? Then give your business a competitive edge with USPS Ground Advantage. Keep things simple with upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. Turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. This spring, cleaning up your wireless bill is easy thanks to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash indicator. $45 upfront payment required for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Having zero unemployment, or at least close to zero, may sound like a good thing. But for the Federal Reserve, it's kind of a red flag. Combine it with relatively high inflation, and it's a sign that the economy is running way too hot. Which is why, of course, the Fed has jacked up interest rates. It is, as indicator listeners all know, Fed 101. Raise rates, make it more expensive to borrow, slow growth, investment in capital spending, and put the brakes on hiring. Yeah, and for the most part, this has worked, right? The economy is cooling off, but people are still getting jobs. Notably, government jobs at the state and local level. Alexandra Skaggs is a reporter with FT Alphaville, and she's been crunching data from a swath of sources on this, from Goldman Sachs to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. About 36% of GDP is government expenditure. A third of all GDP. Pretty sizable. You know, but that's all government. It includes federal spending. So what about state and municipal government? It is about 10% of U.S. GDP. So we are talking about not just the state government apparatus, like governors, et cetera, but also local education systems, um, city governments, and town governments, like basically the whole bag. 
So 10% of the economy. And Alexandra says all of these government positions control a lot of money and hire a lot of people. There are a lot of people that they have to hire to, say, pick up garbage or make sure the subway works or make sure that kids have teachers. All of that stuff together ends up leading to a lot of jobs and a lot of hiring. But it's not like local and state government operate outside of the economy. Like the federal government, they get their money from borrowing, but also taxes. And the size of the tax base is correlated with the state of the economy. Yeah, when the economy expands, tax receipts generally rise. When the economy contracts, tax receipts tend to fall, and local governments usually have to cut their budgets. But Alexandra says that hasn't happened this time. One reason? The pandemic. During the pandemic, a lot of federal aid went to states and even municipalities. The MTA got money here in New York. A lot of these local administrative bodies got a lot of government funding. Rather than spending it during the pandemic, they sat on it. That's right. They saved it. Unbelievable. Municipalities actually saving money for a change. (laughs) A new era of prudence. They created a bunch of rainy day funds because they feared what might happen after the pandemic ended. State budgets had put into place expectations that would have been conservative and protected them if the economy was going over a cliff. But the economy didn't go over a cliff, and that took everyone by surprise. Everyone was really shocked in 2023 when there was no recession. Everyone expected, you know, the Fed is raising rates really fast. People think that the job market's going to slow quite a bit. And generally, the vibes were extremely bad. Ooh, those vibes. Yes, those (laughs) mysterious, sneaky vibes being awful. And they were especially awful at the local government level, where municipalities were braced for falling tax revenues. But, and this is the second reason the contraction in the economy hasn't forced governments to cut their budgets. Tax receipts fell less than they thought. There wasn't, like, mass layoffs last year. Like, people were losing their jobs more often, but the economy wasn't imploding. And so their tax receipts surprised them positively. And then they were able to cut less spending. Yeah, not only did local governments not have to make deep spending cuts, in many cases they had those rainy day funds, which meant that they were able to spend on better services, on more jobs... So about half of the state and local growth in hiring has been in teachers. Let's see, local transportation, also more bus drivers, more teachers, more librarians, and also more administrators, and healthcare workers, also utilities. Again, all of these sorts of like basic everyday building block things that like make a place livable. It's fantastic for people's personal economies that they're getting jobs and good jobs too. But there are a couple of issues with this dash of good news from local and state governments. Yeah, for one thing, it's not really helping the Fed bring inflation down. Any new jobs are going to have to pay wages that match a higher cost of living. And for another, this hiring is maybe obscuring a darker truth about the state of things in America today. Generally, it's seen as a bad sign for the broader economy. Because again, when the biggest hiring bodies in the U.S. are the government and healthcare and all of these things that people need no matter what's going on, it's seen as sort of a sign of like at least slowing of growth, if not like contraction. 
It's incredible that a piece of good news can also be bad news <laughs> at the same time, Patty. I mean, I guess that's economics. Yeah, Alexandra says that this pent-up spending by state and local governments is kind of a one-shot deal, though. It's a happy accident that's been caused by the combination of federal support during the pandemic and some prudent planning ahead of an expected downturn. She points to a Goldman Sachs study saying that these governments have a substantial cash cushion. But she cautions against expecting it to cushion the entire economy for long. If inflation doesn't fall, if job growth continues to slow, or even if people start losing jobs on aggregate, I don't think states are going to be the uh, the bulwark against recession. Yeah, there's only so much money in that state and local government pot, which means it's only going to last so long. And with Fed Chair Jerome Powell apparently intent on holding rates where they're at, that could keep pressure on the job market for quite a long time. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Josh Newell. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kagan Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit sattva.com slash NPR and save an additional $200.